It is Quality Hang. I am Rod Brooks, and as always, I am joined by my partner in crime on this podcasting adventure. He is the one, the only, now I believe, what, fifth in line uh, to uh, succeed to the top uh, of the uh, royal throne. It is uh, it is Duke of New Orleans, Louisiana, my man, Mark. What's up, dude? I love to be the Duke of New Orleans, boy. You know what I'm saying? I love to be the Duke of New Orleans. Goodness gracious, I would have a ball here. Free food, strip shows, the whole nine. The, the world would be my oyster. But yeah, still, well, you, well, you know, the real royalty in New Orleans is uh, is the Mardi Gras king. Whoever is like king of Mardi Gras, like you know, like you're that dude. Like you, you, you made it. That that is the top of the the societal food chain. In New Orleans, in New Orleans, he tried ah. to say, when you're Mardi Gras king. <laughs> I would love to do that. Hey, let's get to a couple of breaking news items uh, yes. off the top. Why don't you hit, why don't you hit that? Um, peel back the uh, the curtain a little bit as we tape this on Thursday, September 8th, uh, around 2.25 Pacific Daylight Time. We are only a couple of so hours away from uh, the breaking news that her Majesty, the Queen of England, uh, Elizabeth, last name, I will assume, Queen of England, uh, passed away. Uh, she made it to uh, somewhere in the 90s. I forget exactly her uh, her age. 96. 96. Uh, yes, she just passed away. So the world is, uh, as we uh, talk in real time, uh, discussing, coming to grips, celebrating the death of uh, the I think she's the longest serving monarch in British history and the oh my gosh. third or fourth longest serving monarch in the history of the planet. So um, she had a good run, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 70 years, man. 70 years, Rod. That's a Goodness long time. Gracious. That's a long time. She's oh the only queen God. Um, only head of England's monarchy that generations of generations of people have only known. She's the only yeah. one. Only one I've ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I've ever heard of. And think about this. She has been around the likes of like Winston Churchill. And that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the prime ministers of, uh, of England, the presidents of the United States, she she knew mm. and outlived uh, the popes. I think she mm. she saw four popes in her in the in, in either in her lifetime or over the course of her seventy year uh, reign as uh, the top monarch of the uh, of the British Empire. It, it, what's interesting to me is America's relationship with. The British monarchy, specifically Queen Elizabeth, now King Charles, Princess Diana, uh, uh, before she passed away and even after her death. I've always found it amazing that we as Americans either either outright revere or or or, or hold in high regard, high esteem the the British royal family. That didn't we fight a war because those people were assholes? <laughs> you know, maybe not Queen Elizabeth in particular, but didn't we fight a war that was based on the fact 
the British <laughs> monarchy was run by some Dude, really it? not cool people, yet we have this hey. fascination with the royal family. It's like it's like they're Russell Westbrook and we Patrick Beverly. We hate each other until we are the same team. <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> you know what's fascinating to me about uh, this entire thing is a lot of the way we perceive the UK uh, is based on our feelings about the monarchy, and everybody, generally speaking has a some level of you know love for the queen of england even if you don't particularly love the idea of a monarchy you still kind of dig her like she was always just kind of smooth no matter what was going on behind closed doors no matter what rumors you heard the woman was teflon she came through everything unscathed like no matter what happened with her family the only person who always came out clean was the queen the queen came yeah. clean every yeah. single time yeah, she, she definitely seemed benign to a lot of people. And I think, Marcus, you make a very good point about how Queen Elizabeth was able to still be seen in a positive light, even through turmoil. The fact that she was able to just not be outright blamed and or vilified for how the whole Princess Diana thing went down, I think is a true illustration of how beloved Queen Elizabeth was, not just in England, but here in the United States where, again, I, I am amazed that we romanticize the, the British royal family yep. and monarchy in general like we do in this country. But, you know, I, maybe that's a, that's a different discussion for a different time. I will say, however, that, that <laughs> there's a group of people right now who have no mixed feelings, no ambiguity about Queen Elizabeth. They ain't too happy that she, uh, they are more than happy, I should say, that she is no longer breathing <laughs> God's air. And that is Black Twitter. And when Black Twitter <laughs> comes for you, you know you got problems. And Black Twitter, Man. which always just takes the piss out of, out of anybody or any Man. situation. But Black Twitter has, they, they, they rallied around Meghan Markle, who is the wife of Prince Harry, the redheaded one, not the bald guy, uh, the wife of mm -hmm. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, <laughs> who is black. Uh, and, and again, this goes into what you were saying, Marcus, about how Queen Elizabeth has seemingly been able to kind of skate on some things where you could look and go, hey, she might have something to do with this. There is this thought that she, Queen Elizabeth, treated Meghan Markle badly because uh, she is black. Well, black Twitter has embraced Meghan Markle and they are embracing Meghan Markle right now to the tune of basically celebrating the fact that <laughs> Queen Elizabeth passed away today. I'm going to play you something and I'm, I'm going to play this here over the microphone. Go for it. This is from Dr. Dr. Umar. And if you are on Twitter, you, you know who Dr. Oh Umar God. is. If you're not on Twitter, Dr. Umar is a, uh, is, is a black man here in the United States. And he has opinions. Uh, they're very strong, strident, sometimes retrograde opinions about <laughs> black America, white America, our relationship. It, it, it's just Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar. He's a mess. Do, yes, he is. And I want to play something for you here, because what Dr. Umar says here, there are a lot of people, a lot of black people in this country 
including myself, who feel this way. So I'm, I'm, I hope this translates over the microphone. If not, maybe we'll have to uh, just edit this out. So I'll hit it here. That's fine. Here we go. What she did to African people since 1952 is worse than what any other leader has ever done to a people in history, aside from enslavement itself. Ooh. And if you want to say she's only the face, she don't make the decisions. Well, she damn sure didn't stop it either. She didn't stop the assassination of Deedon Kamathi. She didn't stop the torture of the Kenyan Land and Freedom Army. She didn't stop the overthrow of Osajapo, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. She didn't stop the murders of Steve Biko, the incarceration of Robert Sabukwe. So many African leaders around the world lost their lives as a result of Queen Elizabeth II. He ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, but you, okay. So I, I'm not a giant lying. fan of, of, of I'm not a giant fan of Dr. Umar, and it's precisely because of this sort of logic. Like, yeah, you're right. He's not lying, but Queen Elizabeth is also not alone. Uh, all of us, I, I think, when it comes to things like human rights violations and those types of things, nobody is more hypocritical than the United States. Sure. No one. Sure. But we go into people's. Uh, we 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 breach the sovereignty of other countries with alarming regularity sure. in the name of being peacekeepers, et cetera, et cetera. And I would say I would take it even a step further that the United States has far greater say so sway and power in things of that nature than the Queen of England. So this for me. It's, it's, uh, it's par for the course for Dr. Umar, but for me, this is a, okay, well, let me just, let me take a hit at this 96-year-old white lady from England right now. And yeah, but in terms of power, in terms of sweat, she, she doesn't do any of that stuff. She's not involved in any of that stuff in any real particular way. The prime minister is all that stuff. So I would actually blame the prime ministers more than I would blame the, the monarchy of, of England. Okay, understanding that the Queen of England, the power she has is is next to nothing. Okay, the the, the monarchy yeah. is now yeah, yeah, just sure. for show. It it is a part of the the marketing arm of of the the country of England and and the British Great Britain, the British Empire. I will say this though, she could have spoke a little bit louder. She could have said something, and I know she was down with sure. Mandela. And they had a they had a, a a a somewhat chummy relationship. But here's my thing about it: Queen Elizabeth's her net worth is five hundred million dollars, liquid. Okay, the real estate holdings of that. the British royal family is real estate and other holdings is over twenty five billion dollars. Twenty five billion. They didn't just get that money selling pictures of her, the deceased now, Queen Elizabeth, on on, no. on plates. They didn't get that money uh, because of, uh, of tourism dollars. People, like myself, when I was in England, going to see Buckingham Palace. 
that money came from somewhere. And that money came from the plundering of India, Africa, and other places around the world. Yes. So yes, Queen Canada, Elizabeth America did, didn't yes. right. Didn't didn't have anything to do. It it, it had and, and the King of England, now Charles, has no power. But what you do have, what they do have, and what she had, which is powerful, is a voice. And a voice to speak up and say, what my government is doing is wrong. What is being yeah. done to people of color around the world or anybody that's oppressed, no matter what your color is wrong. And she didn't do that. But she and the British royal family continues to live a very extravagant lifestyle. A lot of that benefiting from Charles's descendants, Queen Elizabeth's descendants or, 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 or uh, ancestors, forefathers, whatever the hell you want to call them, benefited from the slave trade benefited from robbing, literally robbing uh, uh, Africa and other places of their raw materials, yep. of their precious uh, uh, gems and, and precious metals. They got rich off of that. You could have said something. You could have said something. And she didn't. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Dr. Umar, it's one of those situations for me. You know, it's that old Onion article where it says, uh, you know, worst person in the world uh, makes a point that you agree with. That's what Dr. Umar is doing right now. Dr. Umar says some wild ass retrograde ass yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was he being very simplistic and bombastic in what I just said, what I just played, what he just said. Absolutely. But I do think the overarching point is, is that all of this shit happened on your watch and you didn't yeah. say anything yet. You were able to benefit financially from people of color like the names of the people that Dr. Umar mentioned, and probably thousands, maybe millions of others that 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 aren't as known and aren't as famous. That that's that's my problem with it. I don't I don't I'm not happy that she's dead. I haven't thought about Queen Elizabeth. I don't think I don't care, but I do think the 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 there are people of color who didn't celebrate her life, and maybe are going too far in celebrating her death. But there are people of color who just look and go, eh. She wasn't really about us. She wasn't really for us. Why should I care that she's dead? And I can't necessarily I disagree with anybody who thinks that way. I, 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 that's kind of, I mean, I don't be an asshole about it, but that's kind of the way I feel. Uh, I mean, I don't have a feeling about the royals one way or another. I've, I never pay attention to any of the, the royal political, you know, uh, gossipy stuff that, that comes. I just don't care that much about what goes on with the monarchy. Uh, all that stuff you said is true. I still care. And I'm, I'm one of those black folks who doesn't really give a shit. But that being said, the idea that this is a person who's been, uh, in this public, this incredible public space for 70 years and in a position that's seen 12, 13 presidents and prime ministers and world leaders, that lady, you get into a room with her and there is generally about a hundred years of history she can talk about. And that's insane to me. Like my grandmother. It's how I feel when I'm when I'm around my grandmother. Mm -hmm. like I can talk to my grandmother about a mm -hmm. hundred years of history. Mm -hmm. It's crazy the stuff that they've lived through. And God willing, Rod, we'll be able to do the same thing. And folks will sort of look at us like uh, the old artifacts we will be once we get to those ages. It's insane. <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> been to uh, to London? Never. And we're I'm planning on going there next year for the very first time, Rod. 
Okay, so when you do, um, I mean, it, listen, it's it's London. You get there and you're like, wow, this you know this place has been around for five hundred years, maybe even longer. Um, yep. You know, I went to Buckingham Palace or stood out front, had to go see it. You know, I did all the touristy stuff. But the one sure. thing I did was because I'm I'm a nerd this way. Um, I checked out the museums. I love museums because again, I'm a nerd, and <laughs> and one in particular really got my attention. And it made me think. And it's the British Museum. Okay. You the British Museum, you, you walk in there if if it's still configured the same. The first thing you see is the Rosetta Stone. You know what the Rosetta Stone is, right? The, yeah, the, it's, it teaches teaches me many languages. You, right, right. The <laughs> fucking Rosetta Stone. You walk in there and you see it. Okay. That just one of the countless number of, of things you, you see statues from from ancient Greece, right? I mean, it's just, yeah. the British Museum is full of things that are just mind-blowing. But what you will see a, a, alongside these artifacts in many situations is this, this, this little plaque. And it says um, this artifact was obtained by the British Museum. This this, uh. this this piece of of human history was acquired mm. by mm. the British Empire. Mm. You stole it. I go, you, what the fuck yeah, are you they, thinking about? You acquired yeah. or it's been obtained yeah. by the British Museum. You fucking stole it. <laughs> you walked to some place with with an army and you walked out with all of the cool, valuable stuff, and they display it. In a fucking museum, you can kiss this my ass with it. This like this this colonialism. Like you stole it. You flat yeah. out stole it. I don't wish badly. I don't wish that that Queen Elizabeth die. I'm, I'm not happy about it. I don't care. But I'm not going to celebrate an institution and its people that. For hundreds of years, stole, oppressed, and killed yep. people. You can miss me with that. I don't think about yeah. the royal family, but when I do, I think how awful and how useless these people are right now and how awful and how <laughs> useless they've been forever. Miss me with that so, bullshit. So what you're saying is you're on Killmonger's side. I get you. I get you. I, I mean, you. It's, if, <laughs> if you think about it, I, yeah, come on, man. Killmonger had a point. That's Dude. why. That's why I thought Killmonger was a compelling villain. He had a point. He was. Oh, he yeah, wasn't yeah. all wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, listen. We could get into this debate at another time. But Killmonger is one of the greatest villains in in movie history. He's 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 right up there with Darth Vader. He's he's right up there uh, with uh, Jack Torrance from The Shining. Like Killmonger was. Even though it was a it was a comic book movie, Killmonger was awesome. But I, listen, I'm, I don't want to get too heavy. And again, I'm 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 not celebrating this woman's death. Sure. I wish, however, the institution of the British monarchy would have died with her today. Because the fact that we celebrate that awful, awful entity, and the fact that we as Americans romanticize that awful, awful entity, completely and totally baffles me. It is weird, huh? That we have this weird love-hate relationship with Monarch. I, I wonder if it would be different 
if the king and queens of England still had the same sort of authoritarian power that they once had. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. The I fact, wonder if that would, if that would the be The fact different. that Queen Elizabeth didn't do or didn't hold any power made her a, a sympathetic figure. It made her, it made the monarchy easily digestible. I do think that's one of the, the, the smart things that, the, the British royal family did what well, I don't think they, they gave up their power. Their power was eventually eroded away, but it helped them. Yeah. It helped them be seen as just kind of just harmless and benign, you know, mm-hmm. which they are, unless you want to talk about the Prince Andrew stuff. Ooh, did I oh, say something? Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Anywho. You, you know what it is, baby. Power, power and money. <laughs> money and power. Hey, man, I'm just saying. I, you know what? You I'm can do sure whatever you want. Nice old lady, the Meghan Markle thing seems kind of dodgy. The Princess Diana thing seems kind of dodgy. But mm. you, you just again, monarchy in general, it should all die, and it should have died a long time uh, ago. Any type of authoritarian government should be non-existent, and maybe that's you know my Americanized perspective on it. But because I, I mean, hell, all these other places seem to have tyrants and. and uh, these authoritarian figures in, in their governments and their people seem to be a okay with. It. Yeah. Yeah. Or there, there aren't as many revolutions as one would think there should be under these types of regimes. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that says. I don't know if it means anything, but it is very interesting that we believe our way is the best way, but other people seem to be living uh, under those types of uh, uh, rules and don't seem to be fighting back super hard against it. And obviously there's a, bunch of different reasons why you don't want to be you know the 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 national military to come to your door and all that type of stuff but people have revolutions for hundreds and thousands of years so it's weird that we don't have as many of them now and you know what Um, i should as we we get off this topic i should i should have been forthright uh i i only pledge allegiance to one queen and that's of course uh the queen bee beyonce (laughs) so you know am i a hypocrite (laughs) but god she's so pretty and so talented anywho (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know what? You 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 pledge your fealty by choice. Right. That's the difference. Hey man, the heart that's wants the what difference. the heart wants, Marcus. Okay. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. What we got lifestyle wise? Hit me, my man. In- interesting stuff going on with uh the former president. Obviously, this dude is more and more being revealed as the criminal, a criminal of the highest order. A criminal uh, of the highest magnitude that we've ever seen in the history of our government. And that's saying a lot for this government. <laughs> but in terms of, I, I should say the one we have the most evidence about being a criminal is this dude. You yeah. want to talk about stupidity and recklessness and sheer hubris. This dude has it. Well, now they found I, you and I, we kind of touched on this. Last week, but they've now found legitimately, oh, there are nuclear secrets of our allies in this, in this dude's possession. What the fuck are you doing with that stuff? Now, I saw today uh, a clip uh, on one of the talk shows, but former Secretary, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton talked about how uh, when, when those documents were viewed, she would be in her office, some dude would come in with these types of top secret documents, 
uh, and they'd come in a briefcase that was handcuffed to this guy's wrist, and he would say, Madam Secretary, you need to view these documents right now. He would open those documents up. She would read those documents while he stood there. She would sign off that she read the documents and hand them back to that guy. He would put it back in the suitcase and vamoose. The question was, how the hell did he actually end up retaining those documents? Which points to a bigger picture. This entire government under this dude was a fucking shit show. Straight up. So the big question is, uh, uh, it's to you and I, average persons, people who are right-minded individuals, and you sort of believe in the rule of law uh, uh, in the grand scheme of things, this dude is a crook and he should be indicted. But I am hearing more and more people talk about and ask the question whether or not he should be indicted, which is an absolute nonsensical question to ask. The dude is a fucking crook, and if there's evidence of this dude being a crook, indict him. But there are people who believe, primarily, you know, these moderates and uh, conservative folks who go, well, it's unprecedented. And should we indict a former president? Is it a right thing to do? Because it'll basically set the country on fire. I'm like, yeah, if you don't indict him, you wait and see what happens. This dude is a goddamn crook. And the idea that we should be not indicting him simply because he's a former president. Make it make sense, Rod. I can't because it's nonsensical. Anyone who's saying, uh, no matter what their political leanings are, anyone who's saying that a criminal who stole government documents, top secret documents, presumably to either sell to the highest bidder or Mm. use against this country in a sort of weaselly blackmail kind of way to say that that person shouldn't be indicted, I say, you're an idiot. And you shouldn't be listened to, okay? No one is above the rule of law. And that includes definitely a former president and even a current and sitting president. But in this case, we're talking about someone who used to have the job. Thank God it's a used to situation and not he's two years into his last term. But he, if he is, if, if there is evidence that he committed a crime, then he must be indicted. And this idea that if you indict him, the country will burn. First off, it's fear-mongering. But if you're going to say that this country will burn if you do indict him, the world's going to burn if you don't indict him. Okay? Yeah. These documents, this, 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 this weasel had, were so sensitive that when the FBI, when they raided his spot down in Florida, when they were reading, when they were looking at the documents, that were at his private residence that he took and was told to give back, and he didn't. The FBI was looking at those documents, and they realized something, that these documents were so sensitive and so top secret that they shouldn't be looking at them. The people who were there, the police, the federal police who were there to seize the documents quickly realized that the documents they found were so hot that they weren't allowed to look at them. That's how big Mm. this is. That's how secret those documents were. So anybody who's who's saying, you know, he shouldn't be indicted for whatever reason, you just, they they shouldn't be listened to uh, and they should be, they should be publicly shamed for their very 
uh, wrong, silly, and outright dangerous uh, line of thinking that he shouldn't be indicted. Absolutely, he should be indicted. No one is above the rule of law. And do you know who said that? Well, many people have said that. But do you know who said that in a delicious twist of irony? The former president said that. He said that. Okay? Because what, what, what what it looks like he is is in trouble for right now and what he has engaged in is espionage and treason. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to indict somebody if they are, if they are engaging in espionage and, and treasonous behavior against this country. I, yeah. I, I, I don't care if you were the former president or not. And it absolutely does not matter. And from my perspective, you're the number, you're the top American, so to speak. If the t- if the number one American cannot be trusted to safeguard America and her secrets, then you have to pay the ultimate price. Yeah. From my perspective, you do deserve special treatment. You should be treated harsher, right? Not with yeah. less, held to a higher standard. No yes. doubt. No doubt. Yes. No Amen. Doubt. Um, and it bothers me that this judge who um, has gone along and uh, allowed for this uh, third party magistrate to come in and review these documents for Donald Trump, which is essentially a delay tactic. But one of the reasons she gave was she wanted to, essentially she was saying she wanted to make sure that the things that come out of this investigation don't do irreparable harm to Donald Trump's reputation, which is laughable. Oh, laughable. So you you mean, the reputation of a, a guy who has been <laughs> twice divorced, slept with a porn star when his wife was pregnant, has uh, has had gone bankrupt in the casino business. Which, by the way, yeah, think about that for a second. You know how hard it is to to, to go belly up when you're running a casino. Yeah, those, those things almost yeah. rent money. The whole enterprise is designed to make money. <laughs> And that dude messed up running a casino. Uh, what was it? Uh, fake university and other scams. Yes. A fake uh, an airline that went nowhere. So you mean to tell me that this guy is 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 the dude whose reputation we should should worry about? Forget all that and forget that judge. Because here's something strange: the judge that ruled in favor of, and I have to use his name here, of Trump and his desire to get a special master to review the documents. Guess who appointed the judge that ruled in favor of the former president? The former yep. president. <gasps> no, what? Really? Now, nah, that, that, that judge is wacky. The ruling is wacky. <laughs> That's going to get struck down. Uh, old boy is cornered, and he knows it. But we oh got to do God. the right I thing. You got to keep the pedal to the metal. You, you can't to. worry about where well, you can't indict him before midterms because that could affect the election. Well, he's not running for president, so that doesn't matter. This whole idea that we yeah. can't we can't indict him because people could get mad and take to the streets. Well, you know what? Treat him like you treated the Black Lives Matter protesters in certain instances. Yep. Oh, you got people that should that that you don't like that shouldn't be in the streets. Well, damn it, let's get the National Guard out there. Let's get the cops out there and get these people off the streets. But that's but they're they're not interested in doing the right thing. They're not interested in interested in doing the fair thing. They're interested in in protecting their 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 leader. And it's not going to work. It's absolutely not going to work. Yeah, it, it it always chapped me that when he was in office, I would constantly hear this thing about how you couldn't indict a sitting president. I don't, what? You can't indict a criminal for being a crook because they're president? What kind of goofy bullshit is that? 
you and I, if you you or I had had any of those documents, we'd have been under the jail with no trial and probably sitting in there with a couple of bullets in our ass. Yeah, yeah, we'd be dead. And, 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 and they're, they're, yeah, and they, they're acting like this dude is being treated so harshly. Harshly, this cat has had a year to give this stuff back. And then you find out that within that time frame, he's been storing it improperly. He's probably been sharing it with all of his buddies. Listen, I don't care if he's the dude who basically has this big ego and he wants to show off like, the sh- you know, like that you go to the guy's house and he's got his pelts on the wall, so he wants you to see all of the cool shit he's murdered and killed. Yeah, I don't care if it's that dude. He's like, look at this secret documents I have. Stupid, and it's illegal. Throw him in jail. Like, let's get rid of this dude. And and this should be, this should there should be such a harsh message sent to not just him, but anyone who serves public office that if you do these types of things, there is a zero tolerance policy. Yes, sir. You're gonna go to jail. And treason, last I heard, is punishable by death. I'm just saying, I'm not wishing it on anybody. I'm just saying, I thought that that was the law. <laughs> I just thought that was the law. <laughs> and right about that. And hey, you know what? Uh, doesn't the law apply to everybody? It's supposed to. Allegedly. 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 Allegedly is right. All right, let's move on to sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We made Woo! it to football season. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> as, uh, as we tape this on a Thursday, we are only a couple of hours away from uh, the first NFL game of the season. Uh, college uh, season started last week in earnest, so we got we got a little taste. We got a little bit, but now we get the good stuff. The NFL is back with the uh, world champion Los Angeles Rams. Still weird oh, to say uh, the Rams at home uh, taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this could end up could have been a Super Bowl matchup last year. could be a Super Bowl matchup this year. I think the Niners will have something to say about uh, who the NFC representative is. But, yeah, baby, the NFL is back. I am excited. I cannot wait. And I say to all of you, Happy football season. I hope your team <laughs> gives you so much joy and and, uh, and does well. But I say that to uh, only 32 or 31 fan bases. Uh, I wish nothing but bad things <laughs> to happen to the Dallas Cowboys and their fans. I hope all the bad things in football happen to you and only you and your team. But I really don't have to wish for that because there's one thing that is always constant in the United States. The Dallas Cowboys will find a way on national television to hilariously fuck up, and I am always here for it. <laughs> also, we must say, because Rod won't say it, but I'll say it, I gotta congratulate this guy because he is the new pre and post game host for your San Francisco 49ers on every single game. I'm juiced, I'm excited, I'm incredibly proud because I know that this is a big deal for this guy, and I know how much it means to him, and because it means that much to him, it means a hell of a lot to me. I cannot. I, when he told me about it, I almost cried because I was so happy. I knew, yeah, like, it was. Uh, we had a good celebration through. in it Vegas was a big deal. When, uh, when we got yeah, that man. news. It was, it was. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, man. It's. It's going to be a great season. Uh, Carlos Ramirez is uh, is uh, the host. Dante Whitner, uh, former uh, Niner DB, uh, back when they went to uh, the Super Bowl against the Ravens. Uh, he's uh, he's on the show, and, and I'll be there as a 49ers contributor. But, yeah, uh, official postgame show for the Niners on NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, one-hour pregame, one-hour postgame uh, every single week. We start this Sunday against the Bears. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm amazed. 
after 25 years of being on the radio, I got my dream job of, of talking about football on television while wearing a suit. Who knew? Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so over the moon about it. And, and man, thank you for, for all the kind words and, and support. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's every, I'm thinking about it now. I'm just like, I cannot believe this. I absolutely cannot believe it's, this. Wild. It is so wild. And it, it's one of those things where I I just wanted to tell so many people, but I had to keep it <laughs> myself. We, we, <laughs> we had to wait till we got the official word, the official go-ahead to announce it from uh, the PR folks. But I'm great with that. And congrats again, Rod. Let's Thank talk you, about Rod. the season real quick. Yeah. Um, this I'm going to be really honest. I don't feel strongly for the, this is probably the first time in a long time. I don't feel strongly about a single solitary team in the NFL. And, and, and I say that because the NFL, the NFL has for, for decades gotten this, uh, it's gotten this reputation for being, uh, really open. And every year it could be a team that does something different and parody and creates this even playing field. And I was, I would always push back. I still do push back and going, yeah, it seems that way. And then you look at the playoffs, you realize it's literally the same teams in the playoffs every single year for the past 30 years. There's always one, maybe two new, like, people who sneak in. But essentially, it's always the same teams. I think parity is a myth, not just in the NFL, but in almost every single professional sport. But with that being said, if there's any year where I feel like anybody can win it, this is that year. I don't yeah, think anybody's particularly that strong. I, we're, we're not going to have a repeat champion, and that's not really a wild thing to say because you don't get repeat champions in the NFL. The Patriots are, if I'm remembering correctly, the the last team to do it, and that's when the Patriots were really cooking when Tom Brady was there. So I, I'll just, you know, off the top of my head, I'll just kind of run through a bunch of teams. Um, I, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be as strong. <clears throat> I think they're going to be a playoff team. They might not win their division, though. The Saints could get in there and win it, but I think Tampa sort of marching through and making the playoffs, that that that's something from a couple of years ago, not this year. Green Bay, you got to worry about because Aaron Rodgers is still that dude. He he might be an unlikable character for a variety of reasons, <laughs> but if you're just talking about quarterbacking, that dude's an amazing quarterback. He's the of the NFL. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's <laughs> – Spot on, my brother. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have Devontae Adams this year, who's with the Raiders, and I'll get to the Raiders to your Raiders in just a second. So Aaron yeah. Rodgers, he, he his guys to throw to, he's going to be dragging them along. But the Packers are still a good team. They're going to be around. The Rams are really, really good, but just the the idea of them winning the Super Bowl again or even going deep into the playoffs, it's, it's just – Football is a collision sport. They played a lot of football. They're going to be seeing a lot of good teams with their first-place schedule. Teams are going to be gunning for them. I think this year is is going to be difficult for the Rams. But they are still, until proven otherwise, the best team on the planet. They got it offensively. They've got it defensively. I don't think much about anything that could come out of the NFC East, although the Eagles more than likely will be that team uh, in the central it's the Packers, the Bears are garbage. The Vikings could be in there somewhere. Uh, in the West, Arizona, I think the Seahawks are not going to be good, but the Niners. And I'm not just saying this because uh, I'm going to be covering covering them this year. But they're that team. Defensively, the Niners are going to be an absolute monster. 
They got a line that's going to get after the quarterback. They got linebackers who can flow from sideline to sideline. They're intelligent and they can cover in space. And they now have a secondary with some new pieces. They got guys who can cover and they got guys who can, uh, who can generate turnovers or at least catch the ball when it's thrown to them. The Niners offensively, they're going to be the best running team in the league. Their skill position players with, with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle when he's healthy. They've got pass catchers. Here's the issue. The interior of their offensive line is in certain places, right guard. It's a, there's a rookie. It is, it is, it is not a cohesive unit. Tackles, they're fine with Trent Williams and, and uh, Mike McGlinchey on the right side, but in the sure. middle, it's going to be a problem. That's definitely something to watch out for. And everybody's going to be paying attention to Trey Lance. He's the quarterback. It's his team. He's not going nowhere. They didn't keep Jimmy Garoppolo around because they don't think Lance is good. They kept Jimmy Garoppolo around because it made sense from a football standpoint and from a money standpoint, him only getting paid $6 million a year. But Trey Lance's Mm. development is going to be the thing that they watch. Here's the thing. He doesn't have to do a ton of stuff. All all he has to do is not – is basically not be a drag on the situation. But what he brings them, a quarterback that can move and also a guy who can throw the ball downfield or threaten beyond the numbers to the sideline, if he brings that and he minimizes the mistakes and he's a quick learner, the Niners are not just a Super Bowl caliber team. To me, they're a Super Bowl winning team. And I put them in the Mm. same category with the Rams. The Bills, I think, are that squad. Kansas City to get into the AFC, I think, is that squad. But to get back to your point about how this seems to be wide open, yeah, this is this is a fairly wide open season. But I think when you really look at it, the team in Cincinnati, I mean, you got you still got to talk about the Bengals. The teams that were good last year are going to be good this year. I just think the Niners and maybe another squad, even though the Niners did go to the NFC Championship game last year, I think the Niners and the squad are two those are going to be sort of the surprise teams. But the teams, again, that were good last year, they still going to be really damn good this year. Yeah. Man, I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking about essentially half the league is going to make the playoffs. And this is, this, is a, this is not going to be, probably more than any other season, this is not going to be a season that's, that's determined by the team that has the most talented, most talented, and maybe not even the team that executes the best, which is typically what happens. This is going to be about the team that can win that war of attrition in oh, terms yeah, of injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, no, it, na- now more always play a part. Yeah. I think now more than any other season, because the talent is so evenly spread throughout the league, there aren't going to be teams that can overcome major injuries anymore. Like once upon a time, you could have, I mean, unless it's a quarterback, you could have a team lose a number one receiver or lose a number one uh, defensive player. That could happen if your team was one of those incredibly deep and talented squads. We don't have that anymore. Those days are done. So if you lose somebody important, or God forbid, you lose two people important, you're pretty much done. And then sometimes teams just, the, the Bengals, not a soul on the planet who thought the Bengals were turning on in the playoffs and get all the way to the no. Super Bowl. No. I think that could happen again this year. I think once the tournament starts and the playoffs begin, everybody is going to have a really fair shot at it. Like, uh, even with teams that we would probably, whoever the, the odds odds leaders are to win it all, I think everybody's got a decent shot. 
I, I forgot. Well, not everybody. The Texans don't have a decent shot. Um, <laughs> but, but they're also not going to make the the, the, uh, the tournament either. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I, two teams I forgot I think will make the playoffs, um, and one of them I, 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 I find to be particularly dangerous. The Los Angeles Chargers, they're good. They're really good defensively. They're very well coached. And Justin Herbert at quarterback, he, he with Joe Burrow, like these young and, and Josh nice. Allen, these young Thundercats now slinging that ball, and and they can move, and and they can process information quickly. Justin Herbert is that guy. I think the Chargers are that that that's a squad that I, I think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Your Raiders, I think your Raiders going to make the playoffs. I really do. I I, I think they yeah they'll they, be in the playoffs. They they getting rid of Gruden and getting rid of all that nonsense, and they they they're cleaning out players from that era. You know, will, will they have a different mentality? We'll see. They're sticking with Derek Carr, quarterback, but now he's got Devontae Adams. And listen, when Devontae Adams is your wide receiver, he makes you better. Devontae Adams would make us better quarterbacks. Now, we're not very good to begin with, but if I had Devontae Adams to throw to, <laughs> I am a significantly better quarterback. So so Derek Carr is going to benefit from that. But I think your Raiders are going to make the playoffs. And like you said, you get into the Two playoffs. Two years in a row, baby. Two you get into the playoffs, you can make some stuff happen, dog. You can make it happen. Yeah. You just got to stay healthy. I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to uh, the postseason tournament this year. It's going to be really, yeah. really yeah. interesting. Absolutely. Uh, what else you got? You got anything? Right. Let's, uh, let's get to pop culture. Let's get to pop culture, shall we? Roll it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm in. I'm in the Crescent City, baby. And uh, everybody knows Lil Wayne is from here. Sure. Birdman and all those cats from here. <laughs> but if, and, and we know Master P is from here. Yes, sir. But how often do you see the, the gold no limit tank going down Canal Street? Because as far as I'm concerned, uh, doesn't it just go up and down Canal Street every hour on the hour like the streetcar? That, that's how that's how I glorify Master P's no limit tank. I think you got repo. Uh, oh no! Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But let let's not forget about one of the originals from New Orleans. That guy, Mystical. Yes. And guess what? I used to love Mystical Man. Yeah. I thought this dude. I used to. I thought he's one of the most original talents on the planet. I love his shit. Absolutely. And then, and then when he got with Pharrell on the production side, he just took him to a ne- another level and shake your ass, watch yourself, all that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. But we may have to accept the fact that your boy is a serial rapist. I mean, I, I already and, accepted that the first time he got taken to jail for rape. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I didn't need another rape charge to convince me that Mystical raped. <laughs> dude, not just once, he got raped, goes to jail, gets out of jail, gets another charge in 2000. Literally, he just got out of, what, like 2015 yeah. or something like that? 2017, another charge. He gets that one dismissed, mainly because he had already served time in jail. And now, last week, another one. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, what are you doing? Like, it's, I, I, I laugh because it's so surreal. And it's yeah. so, it's, obviously, it's not funny. But it's funny, like you're fucking stupid. Yeah, like yeah. What what are you thinking? No, nah, man. He, and he he got he got to stay in jail. He can't he can't oh, he, he can't get out. Now, I mean, he he's the, the the it's it it's funny because it's absurd. 
the not yes. part is mystical is a danger and a threat to women. You know what I mean? He's 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 a threat to society. So I mean, re- repeat rapings, man. You got to go in jail and you got to uh. stay in jail, right? And and like you know, cancel culture is a myth. But can we agree that mystical is officially canceled? But listen, I can't say that when Shake Your Ass comes on the radio, <laughs> I'm not going to be Shake Your Ass. What? <laughs> Tell me what you're working with. I, you know, now, now I, will say, I will say this. The lyrics of mystical and his, yeah. let's say, gruff, aggressive delivery definitely hits me in a different way now that I know that mystical is 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 on that multi-rape program you know what I mean like God damn, damn mystical, like you was aggressive on the mic and you was aggressive off the mic dog like come on bro Jesus. what are we doing that's clear this is why I know this is again how we know that rape is not simply about sex it clearly isn't just about sex speak because on when it. these types of guys when these types of guys who could literally be with virtually any woman of any sort that they, they want, when they are doing this, you know for a fact it's not simply about sex. It is about the power, yep. the control. And goddamn yep. mystical, you are you have done it. It's time to go do some real time. I'm with you, Rod. I ain't gonna not listen to the song. I can't help myself. And somebody's gonna play it and I'm gonna dance to it. It's the way I feel about R. Kelly. I'm going to listen to some bump and grind. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to listen to some Michael Jackson because you know what? Yes, Michael Jackson has some sketchy stuff in his past, but also Thriller. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, you know, you you can't separate the art from the artist, but it, yeah. it, it won't be the consumption of the art from the aforementioned people. It, it, it won't be as carefree. It won't be as mindless. No. You know what I mean? It, it's anytime I see Bill Cosby come across my TV screen oh. or my computer screen, like they still show Cosby show reruns on, mm. I think it's on TV one. I'm pretty sure it's not BET, but it's, it's on one of the, mm. the, the African-American focused channels. And I'll just like, I can't, like, I can't look at him, but before, yeah. you know, all this came out and all this went down, I watch a Cosby show rerun like I watch a Martin rerun. Like, yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. This is like, you know, this this takes me back to a simpler time. And also, this is good, funny for me, entertainment. Um, yeah. You, you know, it, it, it's, you, you can't just consume it in, you know, like it's cotton candy where it's just these empty calories. Now you, you hear this stuff, you just got to be like, oh, that's right. Ooh. Ooh, mystical. Yeah. Ooh. And, and you nailed it, man. Yeah. Mystical is, is royalty. In New Orleans, yeah. man, all them cats you mentioned are royalty. You can't tell me that Mystical had a problem with with finding some female companionship. Yeah, it's it is. Right. You're 100 right, dude. It's it's you know, like always, rape is 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 about power and 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 dominating the person you are unfortunately hurting and violating with uh with your acts. So now Mystical, no man, we got to get you out the paint, dog. <laughs> Sorry. <bro. laughs> Sorry, bro. It's time to put you on the bench. Yeah, man. You're no longer a starter. Put you on the bench in chains. We do not want you to get up, dog. Don't want you to get up at all. Uh, let's move on to some randomness, shall we? Well, the Obamas finally had their uh, official portraits unveiled 
at the White House yesterday. And I, I think I mentioned it to you in, in my notes. I just It was just one of those brief moments where we kind of felt a, a national serenity and civility. The Obamas are what I would call real Americans. There's a lot of talk from people like Jim Jordan, uh, Senator from o, uh, uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio and these Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. They talk about real Americans wouldn't do this. The Obamas are real Americans and watching them in the White House yesterday and the relationship that they, they have with the Bidens. I love seeing potentially what this country can be at the top with this leadership. I mean, golly, man, what? Uh, I hate, you know, class is one of those things I cringe at when I hear people say it. It just, it's just a cringy word to me. And it's actually something I rarely ever, ever use. But I think it kind of is perfect for the Obamas. They handle pretty much everything with class and aplomb, uh, unlike 99% of politicians and public service that we've ever seen. And I love the fact that they had this. Thank God this didn't happen under the Trump uh, administration because it, even, if, even if, he, if he was a decent enough human being to make this happen during his administration, you know damn well he would have spent the entire unveiling talking about how he made it happen. Yeah. And here's the thing. The Obamas are a perfect illustration of the saying that you can't buy class because mm -mm. they got it. Okay. They got yeah. it individually and they definitely, the Obamas have class as a couple. Juxtapose that with the former president who, oh, has he spent his entire life trying to mm. buy class to the point where everything, everything he, he has is tacky and completely classless. His behavior yeah, yeah. is tacky and completely classless. His presidency, tacky and completely classless. His post-presidency, treasonous. <laughs> tacky yes. and completely classless and that's why he hates barack obama in particular but definitely oh. the classic classy union of barack and michelle obama because it is a constant reminder of what he and his wife will never ever be you will never be that classy. You will never be able to mm -hmm. purchase that kind of class. And you will never be as respected and as beloved and as cool as Barack and Michelle Obama. And that makes that dude miserable. And it's Oh, awful. my God. <laughs> Rod, you are so right. I, I, you reminded me that Donald Trump has had a weird obsession with Barack Obama. And you know when it started? He, he, you know when it started? Weird. When he flamed his ass at a White House correspondence <laughs> dinner. Go back and watch the video. I forget what he said, but he flamed that dude and everybody laughed. And there's this, there, 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 this camera just lingers on the guy who I will not name. And while everybody's laughing at a joke made by Barack Obama at his expense, he is sitting there fuming. You could see him fuming. <laughs> That was the day it started when Barack flamed him in front of all those people and looking good in a tuxedo in the process that started old boy and his people down this destructive path that he, and unfortunately we are currently on still. Oh yeah. And he, he honestly truly believes that 
if he ran against Barack Obama, he would win. I'm like, dude, you couldn't beat Uncle Joe. You are, and you and and to Man. be honest, you didn't beat Hillary. So there's no chance in hell you beat Brother Barack. It, w- it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as bad as what Reagan did to Mondale because because right those the, days are over. The former president uh, made it uh, and has made it easier for racists to be just open and and honest with their racism. So you would have had yeah. people vote for him just because he's their guy, and they would vote for him and not vote for the black guy. So it wouldn't have been as bad as what Reagan did to Mondale in '84, but it would have been an ass kicking for sure. Absolutely, oh, he would have gotten God. destroyed by Obama. Absolutely yeah. destroyed. Not not even close. And he thinks that, that, dude, you lost twice. You lost a popular vote twice. You couldn't beat Hillary, and you got smoked by Uncle Joe. Everybody likes Barack. Yeah. Period. You, you, may, you may like no, not like hearing that, but that's the facts, bro. Isn't it amazing that we're talking about the, the highest office in in this country and and the leader of the free world, and basically it's high school. <laughs> yeah. who's the most popular fucking <laughs> high school yes. for god's sakes yes it's true all right my man let's get to the juice it's where we take a topic and we squeeze all of the goodness out of it what you got yeah so uh, you know i don't know i think you're an mcu fan like me and uh, i love all that stuff i love all that nerdy shit the star wars stuff the oh, dc yeah. stuff the marvel stuff the Marvel Cinematic Cinematic Universe is like the most recent stuff. It's obviously driving a bunch of fanboys nuts uh, because of all the representation and the quote unquote wokeness. Basically, it's a representation of women and non-white folks. The Lord of the Rings gang, the Game of Thrones folks, all these nerds are kind of all flamed up because there's so many black characters now being in these shows. By the way, both of these shows have like one or two black characters, and they're losing their fucking minds over it. Marcus, for some and, people, one or two black people in their fantasy is one or two black people too many. Dude, you are <laughs> preaching to the choir. And, you know, you and I, we've actually had this conversation on the show before about toxic fandom. And the more I sit back and watch this stuff happen, the more I think about it as a twofold issue. It's, it's not just the toxic fandom. I think the toxic fandom is secondary to this culture of toxic reviews. It's like nobody can enjoy anything anymore. And because every single person on the planet has a space to serve up their opinion and to serve up their review, whether it's through the internet, uh, through a blog or their own YouTube videos or their own little original content or social media, Everybody's got an opinion, and everybody thinks their take is worthy. Even us here, everybody's got a take they think is worthy of everybody paying attention to. Now, granted, I think you and I have a little more reasonable conversation about things, but to see some of these reviews and to hear some of this, like sometimes we feel like the great disservice of the internet is that everybody can actually say what the fuck is on their mind. Mm-hmm. Some of these. People just don't know how to have fun and simply enjoy some shit. Yep. It's always got to be about them now. Well, I don't like this. And there's a black elf. Motherfucker, there's a black elf. So what? Like, why are you worried about that? Guess what? There's a dude in tight-ass suits throwing shields around. <laughs> there's another dude spreading webs out of his hands and crawling walls. Right, I mean, right. Are you, insane? Are you serious? 
See, but and, and this is the thing where I, and because I, it's easy for me to say this because I am not the 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 dartboard that they're flinging their their stupid personal darts at. But this is all made up stuff. Yeah. How, much of, how much of a racist do you have to be? How uncomfortable with race do you have to be to where you can't allow people who don't look like you into your fucking fantasy world? This is all made up. The Lord of the Rings is not historically accurate. I hate to it break it from some of you folks out there. I hate, I mean, I, if you got kids in the car or around, turn this part down for a few seconds. But uh, Captain America's not real. So yeah, Captain right. America can be a white man. He can be a black man. Captain America could be a woman. Captain America could be a fucking wombat. It's all yes. fake. Just because at the beginning of Star Wars, it says in a galaxy far, far away and a long, long time ago, that doesn't make it real. It just a stormtrooper can be black. For guys, it, 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 I can't take you seriously if you take made-up stuff about elves and rings and 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 radioactive human spider people too fucking seriously. Yeah, dude. I listen. I studied film, and I, I, I consider myself to be a writer at heart. And when I hear, and I actually reviewed film for almost twenty years over at at, at Alice. So when I hear some of these dorks and these nerds get on the internet and talk about the storyline and the character development, like you're saying shit that you've heard other people say, you have no idea what that means because ultimately you forget the most important thing. What you just said. It's all made up. Any of this stuff can be anything, anything. we want it to be. Anything. And, unle and unless unless a, a character's race or gender is actually a necessary component of that story, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh. It, it's, it, it's, it's like we've talked about this before, James Bond. When James Bond be becomes a, a person of color, it, people are going to lose their minds. He doesn't. Why does he have to be a white guy? What is? Why does he have to be a white guy? Yes. <laughs> it, it's, yes. He's not real. <laughs> At all. 007 is not a real person. It's all made up. So he can be a black man. He can be of Asian descent. He, you know, he could be Indian. You know yes. what I mean? He could. He could. What? What? What are you talking about? This is all fake. For you to 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 not see it for how absurd it is, I just I, I can't pay it. Your argument holds no merit, holds no weight to begin with. It definitely has no merit because we're talking about things that aren't real. Miss like, me uh, with this nonsense because people have forgotten, and because they are so narcissistic about their own perspectives and their own opinions about these movies and these TV shows, they forget the most important component of all this stuff is whether or not you enjoyed it. And I, it bothers me when I hear people talk about, well, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, this was bad, that was bad, but you yet and still you enjoyed it, yet and still you continue to watch this particular TV show. So clearly there's something about it you enjoy. 
Because what people don't seem to understand is, and the way I always did my reviews was, I don't judge films based on all the technical stuff. Like those things are important. Those things matter. Is it, does a great story matter? Yes, the technical components of the story do matter. But I've seen some movies that had trash stories, and I still had a great time. I watched some TV shows that were trash from a technical perspective. I still enjoyed it because that's what it's about. It's about watching these things, listening to these things, and having fun and letting yourself be taken away to another planet or another dimension or another time and place. Have some fucking fun and lighten the hell up, seriously. People love to make entertainment now about them. It's not about you. Preach. It's not about you. And this goes to what you were saying earlier, because now we have the ability and the outlets to share our thoughts about everything. Uh, people feel compelled to share their thoughts about everything. Yes. And you don't need to share your thoughts about everything. But because now people have that ability, they make entertainment about themselves. Yeah. And when you make it about yourself, let's, what, what do human beings like to talk about the most? Themselves. Yes. And you make something about yourself and you have the ability to tell others about it. You have a certain amount of narcissistic people who are going to do that. And that's, yes. that's all it boils down to. That's yes. all it boils down to. It's, 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 it's <laughs> one of the more asinine things that's happening right now. And ultimately it's harmless. And again, it's easy for me to say that because I'm, I'm, I'm not the one that's being yelled at because I happen to have brown skin and I'm yeah. in somebody's fantasy, you know, somebody's fantasy world. But it's just, it's one of those like, really, this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing that grinds your gears, and you find out there's just a lot of there's just a lot of bitch ass behavior, <laughs> and that's what this is, man. I, it's like you get upset because there's people of color in the Lord of the Rings. What is this? Because I, I don't, you know, I'm a nerd, but I ain't a nerd. I don't mess with the Lord of the Rings stuff. What is this? Is this a prequel or is this the? Did they lose the ring again, or is there another ring on another hand? Like, this yeah, is something new, it, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's a new thing on Amazon. It's another series. And, then, of course, Game of Thrones, they have a prequel series, and people are complaining about She-Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're called the, the MCU now. And they're oh, mad because they had a, a Muslim character as Miss Marvel. I'm like, first of all, you morons, if you actually read the comics, all these things are literally the characters in the comics. So if you have a complaint... Take it to the guys who wrote the comic. But that's neither here nor there. It's just, it, it's so weird that they're bothered by these things that ultimately aren't as important to, or they shouldn't be important if you really care about the stories. Those things shouldn't matter and they well, shouldn't bother you. Racists always find something to be bothered about. <laughs> yeah. those, those are the most, those are the most <laughs> bothered, aggrieved people in our country. The racist people who aren't racist don't really worry about a bunch of shit. Yes, sir. You know? Or they worry yes. about this, the shit that's important. But man, people who have a problem with women or, or, or people of color or other minorities um, and, and, and having to confront those people or reckon with those people in some way, whether it's in real life or whether it's in fantasy life, man, it just it, it gets their draws in a bunch, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not a censorship guy. I'm not, I'm not for censorship. I don't believe in censorship. But I do get to the point where I'm thinking, you know what? If you're if you're online and you are bullying these people so badly that they have to leave the internet or they have to they have to get rid of their social media accounts because all you and your cronies and your 
your incel buddies can do is get on and shit talk them online all day, every day, where they can't even open up their mentions or whatever, then maybe we should take your toys from you. I, I'm with you. I'm not a fan of censorship. I am a fan of slapping the shit out of people. <laughs> I am a fan of punching idiots yes. in the face. Yes. So I think we need to bring that back. Yes. I think uh, um, uh, because because being behind a computer or being on your phone and being able to, to spew out all sorts of stuff, um, you do that because you ain't got to worry about the person you are spewing to saying, oh, yeah. And then blasting you right in the chops. Yeah. But, you know, when we were outside all the time and we had to have real human interactions with other real humans, unless you were a total sociopath, you minded what came out of your mouth. For Why? Sure. Because you might say the wrong thing to the right person. And that right, right, right person might rear back. <laughs> and give you that one hitter quitter or the two piece with the biscuit. So I am in favor of bringing back, slapping the taste out of motherfuckers mouths. I am in favor of duffing out anybody who's talking real reckless and stupid. Bring that back. You'll have less people talking Golly. reckless and stupid. I could not agree with you more. Sometimes I think, the best medicine is just to punch somebody in the face. I'm not wait, advocating wait violence. I'm not saying it's right even. I'm just saying in a different time, you saw less of this because there was a penalty to pay to getting in Mike Tyson's face and talking crazy. Say you, all that dumb yeah. say all that dumb shit to people's face. Yep. You go yep. if you're gonna talk big and bad uh, you know, on on social media or on podcasts or whatever. Keep that same energy and say it to people, but, you, but you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that because there could be consequences. <laughs> we need to bring back real-life consequences. Consequences and repercussions. Absolutely. The right hand is consequences. The left hand is repercussions. Let's, Bridget. Get, let's get it on. <laughs> oh man, it's a, it's it's not just a podcast, it's a lifestyle. It's another edition of Quality Hang. And it was another Quality Hang, my man. These are always fun and and thank you for uh, the the nice words uh about uh about the the new gig on NBC Sports Bay. Yes, uh, I really appreciate it. Yes, uh yes, sir. It's it's well deserved, well earned, and just the fact that you got that gig. Like I said, you represent all of us. <laughs> you all of us. No pressure. <laughs> all of us. I love it. All, all us, all us former radio dudes. Preach mm. mm. that shit, man. Uh, not all of us. I can think of a couple that uh, I will not be representing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after a couple of beers, I'll uh, I'll, I'll talk shit. Uh, make sure you follow us. <laughs> make sure you follow. Us on Twitter at Quality Hang at Quality Hang Pod. Uh, follow us on all socials: uh, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, and the like. All right, my brother. I'll talk to you next week, my man. It was fun. Again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week. <laughs>